Welcome into episode number 99 of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. As always, bringing you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. We are brought to you by Workman's Relief CBD. Use the promo code HACCBD for 15% off at checkout. I'll leave the link in the description to this podcast and you can click that link, fill up your cart, find out more about CBD, and use that promo code to save some cash. That's workmansrelief.com, and once again, that promo code is HAC 
CBD for 15% off your entire order. Of course, I am one of your hosts. My name is Garrett McKee, and actually today, I am your only host on this podcast. Mike wasn't able to make it to this one, unfortunately, and so I just just did it myself. It was a little weird. First time. 99 episodes in. But we have a fantastic guest on the show today. As you heard already, you heard Heat Rises, one of the singles off of this upcoming record from Casey Jones. Casey's dropping her debut solo record, Queen of the In-Between, on June 18th. And you'll be hearing two more tracks off of that one coming up on the podcast today. But I really enjoyed the conversation today with Casey, and I hope all of you do too. Love this record and can't wait for all of you to hear it. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, you can go to thehippiesandcowboys.com and check out what we got going on over there. And if you'd like to get more involved and find out everything that we got going on behind the scenes, please go support us on Patreon. For as little as $1 per month, you can support what we're doing and get some cool stuff in return. And we would really, really appreciate your support. So thanks in advance. Let's dive right in, you guys. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the podcast. Welcome into the show, everybody. Um, as I said in the intro, just be me here. I'm the only host today, um, and we are sitting down with, well, we, look at me already saying we, I. The I universal we. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> universal we, we as a, <laughs> sitting down with Casey Jones, who's set to release her debut solo record here. Uh, I haven't decided when I'm, I assume in a couple days, if I'm, if I'm, if you're listening to this one uh, on the day that it drops, I'm going to think I'm going to drop this one next week. So anyway, it's coming out fairly soon. Uh, and it's fantastic. I've been listening to it for like, well, probably close to a month now. It was sent over and I've been, like I said, I've been through it several times. The other day I listened to it on repeat at work for a couple hours. So, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's awesome. And I'm really excited for everybody to hear it. So, uh, I guess we'll, we'll dive into that and, and much more, but, uh, thanks for, thanks for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Right on. Um, yeah, I don't know. How you doing? I don't know how to start this. We'll just start it off casual. So how you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, you know, it's been a crazy, I guess, almost a couple years now or a yeah, year and Jesus. a half, however long it's been. I guess I've lost track of time. But <laughs> yeah, seriously, I was just <laughs> it's thinking. It's been that. weird, but um, like, it's good. I'm here in Lafayette, just been holding tight. Have uh, you been down there the whole time? Um, Pretty much. I, um, I went on a couple i just actually went on my first kind of out of town slight tour nice. uh up to new york which was oh, wow. kind of wild it was like first time i'd flown since march of 2020 and um the first time yeah that i was out and people were dancing and we played a, a festival occasion festival up in governor's island out like kind of um like a fair a short ferry ride from red hook brooklyn so we did a festival up there and yeah it was just after kind of the 
mask mandate had changed in New York City. So it was it was a little crazy. But I mean, we're, most of the people that we're all vaccinated and, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like, oh, wait, we're in this place playing music. This is wild. Like, and it's and OK. Some, yeah, we did a <laughs> few gigs. And it was just yeah. like, it was like tw- I don't know, Twilight Zone. Yeah. But, it felt really good. So I feel I'm that. looking forward to doing more of that. No kidding. But. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. That had to be a good feeling. And, you know, like uh, something I'm excited for, like going down to the States here, hopefully, you know, next week and everything going to this festival and stuff like it's going to be a bit of a shock being around 1300 people at once again. But it's like at the same time, it's going to be so yeah. like I feel like the energy and I mean, you can speak to this, dude. I feel like the energy is just going to be insane because like everybody's so excited to get back out there. Like, oh, yeah. being, you know, going to live music, you guys playing like uh, it just I, I'm so excited. And I'm sure I, I just can't wait to to feel that from everybody else, you know? Oh, yeah. People are people are ready to have human contact and hear music and dance. And, yeah. you know, it's been now that it feels safe to do that. It's really, really amazing yeah way too we've been way too long way too long so that's super exciting um so you were up there playing a um a a cajun festival so that was with your other band right yeah so um i don't want to try to pronounce the name because i will butcher it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i play with a band out of lafayette called fofole yeah and another one called timon and we play cajun french music but i was kind of up there with a hodgepodge of characters Mm. um, and we were kind of a thrown together band of just people playing our own sets or playing as duos and so we weren't really it wasn't really the set band it was just kind of some friends from down here and we all went up for this festival and um yeah so it wasn't exactly that band but um yeah, so mostly, uh, you know, for the most part, I play Cajun music and country music and mostly fiddle. So that's why this album is kind of a... Yeah. I mean, I've always done that, but I've never released a project doing that. So it's kind of... Right. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. How many, how many instruments do you play? Like, just like, or what, I guess, maybe... Um... A better question to kind of relate it to this record. What were you playing on this one, you know, and how was that compared, you know, what was that like kind of taking on a different role, really? Um, um, well, I played acoustic guitar on this record for the most part. And and some I was, you know, arranging and I wrote, I mean, I wrote all of them, but mm-hmm. some of them I was kind of like arranging and directing almost and doing the vocals and vocal arrangements and instrument arrangements and that was really fun. So, I mean, that it wasn't new for me, but it was new to do a record where I was doing a lot of that. And, um, but I played acoustic on this record and sang. Nice. So. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's something. Cause I assume, you know, like this being more of like kind of a solo project and you, I would imagine kind of had a little more freedom and a little more, I don't know if like a little more authority maybe too in the you know as far as like what the end prod you know what the end product is going to be like what was sure. what was that like i guess through the process was it weird to step into that more of like a leadership role or is that something you're really used to with the other band because i'll be perfectly honest with you i don't know a whole lot about the cajun french band sure. because despite being canadian i do not speak any french whatsoever <laughs> not at all? So, None? 
Oh, well, you know what? I took French to like, you have to take <laughs> it in Alberta till what the hell is it now? Like sixth or gee, it might even be like ninth grade or something. Oh, like okay. That. But you but don't like, I mean, I could <laughs> probably decipher the odd simple sentence, but I'm not certainly not going to pick up on, I'm not going to join in on the conversation. That's for, for sure. sure. For sure. <laughs> well, that's, that's fine. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, outside of the like people that know about Cajun music and the people that live here and people that are into like the folk, folk music and traditional music from around here. I mean, I don't think mm. a lot of people do know about it right. and that's fine. So, um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, I love being a part of a band and I like being that feeling of being like a cog in this awesome little musical machine. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, at the same time, I write a lot of songs and I write a lot of songs that, you know, you're like you kind of throw it a band or you kind of like, oh, that's not really right for this project. And I had, a, you know, I've had a string of those and I was really glad to put them into one concise project where I did have the reins and like, well, this is what I want this to sound like. This is where I'm going with this. This is what I want to kind of put out into the world right now. This is like where I'm at. Um, and it was really fun. I mean, I love uh, kind of exploring. I love arranging things as a band and it was really fun to have a band of like the, everyone on the record is like are really close friends of mine and we play in other bands together. And, um, so this was kind of our chance to like let loose in this genre and with all these songs. And I, I really, yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun to get out of a lot of, all of us kind of play traditional music regularly. So it was really fun to get out of that zone and do something else. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we hopefully will continue doing because uh, we had a lot of fun doing this project. So, and I had a lot of fun creating it. So <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's cool. So, do you do you write? Uh, do you handle a, a lot of songwriting when you're playing with the Cajun French bands as well, or is it kind of more something that you was there? I guess what might be cool was there any songs that you wrote for the French, you know, the French bands that that now got translated and <laughs> no, there, no, was there no, anything like, like that, that that went on <laughs> that'd be cool none of these began no. yeah, I'd be right for the other bands but no none right. of these like started in French and I was like no yeah. no yeah like um, well, how wild would that be though <laughs> no no definitely not but uh yeah. but I do write songs for those bands and I have a lot of fun doing that I you know I didn't grow up speaking French mm -hmm. uh I'm from North Carolina originally and came right. here in 2006 so um, you know, I took French in college and I've learned a lot through the music and, um, my, um, ex-husband's family all speak French and we're, we still play music together. He, like we recorded at his studio, this whole record and, um, he plays on the record a bunch. Um, and they all speak French and also many of my friends speak French and it's just kind of like, you know, so it's something I'm like constantly wanting to be better at and learning and, uh it's been really fun over the years to write songs in another language. And I have done that with the, the bands I'm in. And, um, but no, none of these were like bands, uh, songs I've written for those bands. These are just kind of a separate right. entity. Right. That, that's really cool. It's, uh, it's interesting. I definitely wanted to talk a bit about that too, because now you're in, like you said, you're in um, Louisiana, you're in Lafayette right now. And obviously new Orleans has got a huge, you know, I mean, 
a huge music scene and yeah. New Orleans and I mean Louisiana as a whole really um it seems like you know particularly New Orleans but it seems like it's such like a melting pot of like different genres of music and you know musical influence and culture like it's just it's it's just alive and there's so many different thing you know so many different sounds and different things that come out of that city in that region um but at the end of the day they you know it's it's also a very tight-knit community it seems like down there um when you talk to different artists who've kind of played in and around that scene so how did that or how is um you know how is being part of that scene related back to kind of your beginnings in north carolina because that's also you know kind of part of that like appalachian type scene over there um mm-hmm. do you want to take, talk a bit about that um well i think well yeah it is a very tight-knit musical community in lafayette but also yeah i mean we're although the traditional music in new orleans and stuff is pretty different like as of now like we're there playing a lot uh we play a lot of gigs in new orleans have a lot of great friends over there and it is a kind of a small world musically where we all are kind of intertwined and um you know know each other but um yeah. i guess yeah um well yeah so i, I kind of grew up around my dad's a musician and so i grew up around like fiddlers conventions and my dad plays old-time music and is a songwriter also um so i kind of grew up around that scene and i was i guess kind of attracted to the scene here just from seeing cajun music growing up at different folk festivals that my dad was playing at Mm. and kind of feeling like it had a lot of parallels um, because it's, you know, passed down. It's a tradition, Cajun music and old time music and bluegrass to a certain extent. And like all those traditions are passed down kind of through listening and not written down. And, and, but I really, it was just so foreign, but had so many parallels the scene yeah. down here and I was really kind of drawn to that especially as I played fiddle from the age of like 14 so I, I played old time some just like for fun I mean with friends family mm-hmm. um at festivals and stuff but uh and I, I don't know it just seemed like a foreign country within the United States <laughs> and I was like I want to know more about that and then I came to visit and you know when I was in high school with some friends who also played music and I just loved it here. I mean, it's it's an amazing little. I think it's the last uh, bit of the Wild West in America. I don't know. There's like so wow. many crazy yeah. things about this area, and that is that are amazing. And I've really enjoyed being a part of it. And musically, it's a really interesting spot to delve into. Is that what originally you know drew you to um, New Orleans and and that? region was music or was there you know because i i just think that's cool mike and i talk about it all the time on here is just like because mike's from iowa i'm from canada and unless you're unless pretty much your direct you know parents are musicians themselves like play instruments and are really gifted musically you're probably not gonna pick up a fiddle when you're 14 you know or you're not gonna you know get into playing the mandolin or anything like that like you might pick Mm -hmm. up a guitar if you just like kind of see it on tv and think that's cool but it's not it doesn't there's certainly not a you know a lineage of like 
you know, it seems like down there, um, it's always, like you said, it's kind of a family deal. Even if your parents aren't actually musicians who go and play gigs, they're still, they might still, you know, at Christmas yeah, or have, whatever have it is, they might still be exactly and, still yeah, jamming. Sure. Right. So and it's, it's, you're exposed yeah. to it so young and it's, I just think it's cool that, you know, that can kind of lead you to different places in your light life just despite the fact you know regardless of whether or not you're going to be an artist yourself you can still go in and uh kind of be part of be part of the uh, part of the like jam even though you're not from there (laughs) right yeah or whatever (laughs) it is such a kind of community oriented style of music i mean like both like old-time music and you know that's and, and here too like you go to a jam and it's like you know people want you to be included whether you're dancing yeah. or whether you're playing even if you're like like oh wow that looks fun like let me try that you know and they're like yeah you should try it it's fun you know and there's you know so many kind of like camps and festivals and workshops and you know it's it's meant to be enjoyed it's meant as a like i don't know it's meant to be your inclusive. your fun time it's not you yeah. know necessarily meant, it wasn't created to be a career which we've right. now yeah. started but uh yeah 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 it was meant to be what you did kind of on the weekends and after work and to kind of let your hair down but um and, and it you know continues to hopefully be that i i kind of think if i ever stop having fun playing music i don't really want to do it anymore <laughs> <But>. <laughs> well yeah, uh, that's probably a good indicator. Yeah, um, you don't want it to be a job, so. Absolutely. Even though um, sometimes it can be. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's certainly aspects of that, but like you said, at the end of the day, as long as you're still, you still have that that feeling of, I'm having, I'm having more fun than this feels like work at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, yeah. that's good. Yeah, exactly. Um well, shit. Let's uh, let's get in and play. I didn't mention it. We'll we'll play our second song of the episode. Um, we kick things off with "Heat Rises" at the beginning of the podcast. But let's uh, we'll just get into another one of these one of these four. What, what are you thinking? Should we play the title track, "Queen of the In Between"? Sure. Yeah. Get into that, Why and then after not? the break, we can uh, dive more into this record. But if you want to okay. go ahead and introduce this song, um, tell us a little story about it, then go right ahead. Sure. Um, well, um, this ended up being the title track of the album, but started off as a song. I'm, I'm, I mean, my friends would probably describe me as not wishy-washy, but, you know, indecisive. <laughs> yeah. And being and kind of, uh, well, I have a friend who makes fun of me for just saying, sure, all the time. Like, because I'm just like, yeah, I could do that or I could do that. That's fine. You and me like, both. You and me both. I'm, yeah, I'm not the person <laughs> that's like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of always like, yeah, I could do that. Uh, what should we eat tonight? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I could do that. So, I don't know. what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you want? What do you want? So, this kind of stems from that aspect of my personality. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and it started off with that idea, but it, it turned into this song. So, um, I got a little deeper with it, maybe, but um, yeah, that's the queen of the in between. That's me and probably a lot of other people. <laughs> I'm always tired of being what could have, should have, might have been, and you always 
That's got to be pretty. That's got to be pretty. Uh, it's got to be a pretty wild moment when you uh, when you learn about that, even if you didn't. Well, but that, yeah, there are several projects that I've been on that were nominated for Grammys. Oh, and but you know, it's it, the thing also is that not to like put it down below right, the other, yeah, but no. but it's like you know, it's a there's like a roots category you know i think we're like lumped in with hawaiian music and i forget native american music and mm. you know it, it's kind of um not to yeah it's it's yeah like a, it's like a more fringe kind of like yeah i'm yeah. not to you know i'm not no i get it i get anyway it. but 
Yeah, for sure. But yes, and I did go to the Grammys one time. Oh. That was really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's it's all such a weird uh scene. I don't. It, I still can't really put like wrap my brain around it in some ways because it is. It's just so kind of. It seems so. Um distant and like right. unattainable in some ways and then you like go and you're like oh you guys are here oh you're here? Oh, yeah. what okay yeah like, i don't know yeah. it's kind of but it, it's awesome and it's amazing to you know be considered for something like you know it's incredible yeah. wow yeah no for sure it, and it's definitely not like you know say what you will about award shows i feel like the grammys of you know is the grammys of the grammys like it's not just your average whatever cma award or whatever the fuck yeah. you know what i mean like that's all such a fucking yeah. dog and pony show like <laughs> yeah but the grammys are kind of the fucking grammys you know so everyone <laughs> say the grammys and people are like oh yeah, like whoa yeah exactly oh, oh okay right? is that you're right? like yeah okay yeah yeah that you can you know nobody gives a shit about your cma award but like <laughs> well <laughs> but I the grammys like, are cma award i'd be like okay that's cool yeah right no but yeah, yeah. when you when so you walk into someone's house and you look at the shelves and you're like oh a, oh there's a oh, grammy on the shelf that's, oh, that's okay. a grammy <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 just convenient this is where the party's set up too just conveniently in the same room yeah the conveniently grammy. displayed right where we're going to be drinking wine <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean that's probably what i would do i can't you know can't blame them I've, I've always said if I had one, I would just drink straight out of it. Oh, good idea. Wonder how much. I wonder how much it would hold. <laughs> probably not a lot, and probably you know, not a lot. Not a lot, and not the best angle. No, got. it's a terrible angle. <laughs> Are they, aren't they kind of heavy? Aren't they kind of heavy too? I would imagine um, they're probably kind of heavy. <laughs> they're probably kind of heavy. They look heavy. Yeah. They look, yeah, they look. They hold them with two hands. I mean, maybe that's just so yeah. They drop do. the fucking thing. But... That would be embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be super embarrassing. <clears throat> well, anyway, yeah, I have, we we do have like a local uh, Cajun French Music Association awards. The CF oh, yeah. is, and oh. I've won some of those, and they are Way on cool. my shelf. Nice. <laughs> Can you drink tired. out of those? Uh, they're just they're like oh. they're shaped like a triangle so you can't Darn. really they didn't think about that they sh, you know all awards should be chalice shaped yeah huge oversight <laughs> <laughs> otherwise what's the point <laughs> yeah what's the point i need to i need to use it i got how yeah. else am i gonna show people exactly <laughs> oh that's funny um yeah let's let's uh let's talk a bit about this record because we did we like i said we kind of went through kind of the background and let everybody know you know kind of where this one kind of came from um so let's yeah let's let's dive into this thing what motivated you i guess to um you know step into this one and and commit to working on a a solo record like you said you kind of had some songs in your back pocket but uh what was what what made you take that step i guess um, well, I had been wanting to for quite a while, um, and just really had not had much time. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, we tour a lot. We travel a lot. I travel a lot, um, teaching, playing with those bands. And, um, I had like, yeah, I had a couple songs that I was like, okay, I really want to have a project where I like can do these. And then I ended up 
writing more songs and it, it was probably over about a three-year period I guess um all of these songs and then I had to do this show in Lafayette um called the Church of the Sacred Ear which is kind of a listening room show that we have we had I don't think we have anymore but um and it was one person and you would do a whole set of original material and kind of like um yeah we don't have many listening rooms here in Lafayette I think that's right. a pretty common thing other places but uh we're mostly you know people want to go out and dance and want to yeah. drink and party and yell over your whole set so <laughs> that's awful <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's it's sure, it's, it's fun. fun. It's a super if fun. But like, music, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> but, mean... So yeah, this in particular was like, so I really had to like, I was like, oh, I have been writing these songs. I've been wanting to do a project. And so I got, you know, together a band, which was um, Chris Stafford, who plays in Fofolet with me and Joelle Sawa, who I play as a duo with a lot. And he, we, you know, he's my, also my ex-husband. We, you know, we've known each other forever and, you know, it's him. And then my friend Trey Boudreaux, who I hadn't really played with a bunch, he played bass and Jim Kolacek plays drums. Uh, and my friend Megan, who was in T-Mond with me, the other Cajun man, and my our friend Leah. And I just got together this band and I was like, look, I'm doing this listening room show. I have these songs. I want to get together. And we had a, you know, rehearsals for that. And I was just like, it was just, it was like, I was like, this is how I want these songs to be. This is like the sound. This is, and this is amazing that these are all people that I've been playing music with and never in this configuration. Right. And so we ended up doing that show. And right after that show, I was like, let's record these songs this way. And we like booked recording time and had some more rehearsals and kind of like worked on um, just, you know, really ironing out exactly what I wanted them to be like, the sounds, the instrumentation, dynamics and all. And then we went into the studio out in Eunice at Joelle's studio and were there for like a week and just like hunkered down and made this record. And um, yeah, and now we're like, oh, well, this is a sound. This is the sound. Now we're yeah. talking about doing more stuff. You know, it's um, it kind of, because of that one show that they asked me to do ended that's, up being a really great opportunity, honestly. It, that's you know, awesome. Yeah. I've been looking for a kind of way to enter that part of my, I don't know, musical life. And it just ended up being that. So right. that's really where this record comes from. And we all spend a lot of, you know, a lot of energy and time and really love it a lot. Like everyone involved. Yeah. Did that answer? No, that's, that's great. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely answered the question. Um, it's interesting because this, I mean, this record, I really like, you know, I'm really into, I mean, I'm into all kinds of different kinds of like what you'd call kind of country music, but I really love when when there's when something's kind of almost like a little bit like psychedelic kind of and got like this, you know, kind of different kind of a vibe to it. And I, I, that's kind of the one of the first things I thought about is like 
you know, kind of that like cosmic country psychedelic. It's kind of dark. It's kind of like indie rock almost like it's really Mm -hmm. got all these different and different moments throughout where you, you know, there's, there's super country sounding songs like I've got time. And then there's really, really different sounding songs. Like the one, I mean, the one we're going to play at the end, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's all at the end of the day, it's cohesive still too, but you just did a great job of like weaving all these different sounds kind of together and, and doing Thank it in you. a way that's not, Oh, well, that's that, you know, that was, why is that in there? That's weird. You know, it all, yeah. it all still made sense, you know? Um, and hearing that, and hearing that that's it, that you're a, you know, primarily, I guess like a fiddle player and you're in kind of, you play kind of old time music. Like it's interesting that this is, this is a very drastically different, like you said, drastically different sound uh, mm-hmm. for you guys. So I guess, I mean, you've talked a lot about it already, but uh, what were the, what were the, you know, I hate asking about influences, but it's just like, what were the, what inspired you to kind of take this totally different direction? Well, I, I mean, I, when I listen to music, I listen to all, I mean, I, I listen to all kinds of music, like kind of, but I'm, I am very into kind of like a certain era of like psychedelia and also yeah. like singer songwriter stuff. That's more, you know, indie rock, I guess, I guess you would call that. I don't even, some genre names. I don't even know. What yeah. They like what the but, hell even is um, that? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, I don't know. I'm really influenced by like a lot of like late 60s, early 70s bands and songwriters. And I like buy too many records all the time. And that's really right. the era that I end up buying a lot of. And even yeah. um, country artists that like of that era that like got, you know, used sitar guitars and like, you know, I don't know. They were just like, we're going to try this out. And you know, I love, I, ha- I was listening to this kind of weird Everly Brothers record called like Two Yanks in England. And I was listening to that <laughs> a lot, I think at the time. And I don't know, I just love that it's like the Everly Brothers who you, you know, you're like, oh, the Everly Brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard them. And you think of these like hit songs that they had. And, and then you hear kind of like, you like delve into their catalog and you're like, whoa what were you guys thinking with this and there's like yeah. weird fuzzed out guitars and like <laughs> i don't know like they're like we're just gonna go to london and make this weird record and Trippy i'm like yes record, yeah. i'm like yes do that i want to hear that yeah. um and so i don't know i just love going into people's artists weird wormholes that they go into mm-hmm. especially of that era um and i don't know i i've I'm influenced a lot by that era, especially of tones and guitar sounds and um, vocal sounds. And um, I think a lot of this record comes from just me loving that era of recording and era of not everyone, of course, but yeah. um, the certain, I, I love, um, I love creepy stuff too. I'm very like, as a person, I, I kind of like veer towards the darker elements yeah. of things, you know, like musically. And I don't know. I just think the, my personality is kind of that. And so I think that comes out a lot in this record, especially, I don't know. I like, I like to welcome the uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 
<laughs> I get it though. Like, like I said, those were pretty much the first two when I was trying to kind of come up with a couple like catch-all terms to kind of describe this thing. Those were like the first two. It's psych. It's psychedelic and it's dark, and it's yeah, but it's it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that stuff. Like I said, I'm, I, I'm really, I love that kind of. I like stuff. that stuff. I mean, that's so. what I listen to when I'm you know when I'm driving around listening to music or listening to music at my house like of course I listen to Cajun music and I listen to right. country music and the classics and I, I know all that stuff and I love that stuff but you know that's not all I listen to I'll listen to you know I don't know anywhere from like some I don't know a weird rock band from Angola and from 1976 and then I listen to like <laughs> you know dolly and porter i don't know it's, right it's, yeah well you you can definitely hear um like you said like it's kind of got like that 70s like echo almost on the vocal like even in like beginnings and ends it sounds uh it stands out particularly like you got that it's like i said it's, it's just really it's it's really cool and it's and it's even it's even more interesting to know that that's not your you know that's not really your uh it's not really part of your history as far as like what you've been playing all the time. Yeah. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's so cool that this, this is like a total, a total like 180 almost from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I, I love doing that kind of stuff on my own time. And I think this is the first time I've actually done anything and let the public hear it. So, I mean, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's fun. I had a lot of fun and I hope people have fun listening to it. So, yeah. yeah. And I think even with beginnings and ends, like I remember talking about the vocals for that specific track with Joelle. We were like talking about like, what do we want it to sound like? And I was like, you know, like John Lennon mind games, but then the background vocals, like the Shangri-Las, you know, like, you know, <laughs> and, it, and I was like, what? this is not that's not a thing and i was like oh okay well we'll just do something then <laughs> <laughs> that's funny no it's awesome yeah i i think everybody will there's a there's a huge huge like audience for that type of it's like that like i said uh, some like want to call it like cosmic country or you know it's that psychedelic sure. kind of darker that's yeah and that's type. been a thing for such yeah. a long time and i love it <laughs> yeah yeah and so many people do I, I i really love this record like i said i'm in and it's not just because you're on the podcast like i said I've, I've been listening to this one over and over again for quite a while now so i'm excited well, for everybody else to hear it <laughs> thanks for listening to it i'm yeah. flattered love it um well it's gonna be again this is gonna be the weirdest part without mike it's time where i'm still gonna put you through the rapid fires we're gonna ask. Oh, oh, okay. So we're gonna put you through some rapid fires here. So I solo guess I'll rapid- have to ask them all. What's that? Solo rapid fire. Okay. Yeah, solo rapid fires. Usually I do one, then Mike does one, then I do one, then Mike does one. But okay, I'm just gonna have to. I guess I could like do a Mike impression. Like that could be interesting. I don't even know if I could do his voice. <laughs> just have to say like "fuck Nebraska" and shit like that. <laughs> Perfect. Go go go, Iowa Hawks or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> corn bush light <laughs> all the midwestern things yeah cases Pe- pizza is the best pizza um <laughs> all right <laughs> what is uh 
what is your favorite song to cover? Uh, right now, um, Seven Year Ache, Roseanne Cash. Mm. Unwritten Rules of the Road. Um, ooh. Never bring tuna in the van. Oh, that's a good one. That's that'd be super gross. <laughs> especially, I mean, especially in Louisiana. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's hot. And you forget about it. Oh and... no, God no. <laughs> that'd be horrible. <laughs> um, you can have dinner with one. You get to cook dinner for oh, one historical. Or do you? Yeah, okay. Oh, historical. You okay, get to first cook one. dinner yeah. for one historical figure. What are you going to cook them, and who would you like to cook for? Oh my god, this is hard. Um, oh goodness. Oh, I think I, I'd like to uh, do like some roast chicken and vegetables and salad with Eartha Kitt. Oh, very Maybe. All right. <laughs> nice. I was just, uh, I've, I've done if I've ever asked one like that, that one like that. I, I love to cook. So that's always, that's one I was thinking about the other day. Like, no, like, I was just I trying to think of what she would want to eat. For I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You're never sure. <laughs> you never know. Oh, I got to ask. Okay. I got to ask this. One. I love Cajun food. What is your favorite? Like, what's your favorite Cajun food? Um, my favorite Cajun food? Um, probably meatball stew, mm. which is. I know it doesn't have a cool Cajun name, but right. it's <laughs> but it's a dish a lot of people make around here, and it's delicious. Also, I love meatballs in any capacity, but meatball stew is delicious. So if you're uh, ever down in Louisiana, you should seek out meatball stew. No, I've had so I've had uh, crawfish like once, I think. Okay, like boiled I, crawfish. Yeah, I, it was a long like I was young, and like can't even really tell you if i remember what it was like but like i know i've had it, I think <laughs> once but like i need to need to try that i, I do love shrimp etouffee though etouffee is love delicious crawfish etouffee and shrimp etouffee are maybe yeah. my second maybe my second favorite love etouffee so good my my dad he's he loves crawfish he was he spent a lot of time down in the in the in the southern united states back in the day so he was like when when he cooks, it's like we're probably gonna have some kind of Cajun food. He'll you know awesome. figure it out. Usually makes some etouffee, red beans and rice type of thing. Red beans and rice, yeah. classic. Good stuff. <laughs> um, all right, I'll do. I'll give you one more. What's uh? I'll give you another food related one. What's your favorite gas station snack? Ooh. Um, they have these little like bags of pickles now. Like a little, oh. like, they're like, uh, just a pickle like in a bag. No, 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 not those. Those oh. are gross. They're like, I don't know. They're <laughs> like some, they're like a hipster, hipster gas station snack. They're like, really? I forget what the brand is, but they, they're called like, I don't know. They have little names. They have pickled carrots and they have little, and, and just regular, like, kind of like bread, spicy bread and butter pickles, but in a bag. Hmm. Kind of into those. But I also, guilty pleasure is, buying lunchables at the gas station oh really (laughs) (laughs) lunchables it's just like a well-rounded snack you haven't had one meat you got your cheese maybe a little like reese cup or something yeah yeah chocolate bar (laughs) an or one oreo that's all i really wanted (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I haven't had one of those in a long time. Should should maybe go to the gas station and get one. Some, I mean, the Lafayette Airport is also very small and um, very limited snack availability. But they do have Lunchables, and I have taken so many early morning flights. Embarrassingly, of I will get there sometimes hungover. Right. Early morning yeah, flight. It happens. Lunchables. I don't lunchables. know. They have Lunchables for Just some reason. Like coffee and a Lunchables. Fix you right up. A weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Breakfast of champions, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you the rapid fires from there. I think we. I went a lot faster when it's just me. It's not because then we don't have to like go back and forth. Because usually we get very sidetracked too. But we sure, stay, you we can't stay pretty, tangents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We stay pretty on topic, right? Like just with another person on there, pretty much like I'm not good at math, but it definitely at least doubles your chances of getting a getting on a tangent. So <laughs> definitely, <laughs> twice as likely. Uh, at least yeah, at least like <laughs> i don't know how that math checks out but <laughs> it's probably i'm not a mathematician but probably something like that see that's where we're also sort of like mike mike is a math teacher so oh well he handles he would have definitely corrected us on that <laughs> <laughs> he handles the math around these parts but anyway um we can kind of wrap things up here where can everybody are you are you pressing this thing on vinyl you got merch available where can everybody go buy all that stuff if uh especially because we have a lot of of vinyl collectors who listen to this podcast so um yeah i do i did uh print this record on vinyl and have cds and you can go to my website which is kcjonesmusic.com or you can also go to the Free Dirt Records website, which is freedirtrecords.com, and they're uh, distributing it. So you can also buy it on their website. And actually, the link on my website is just a link to their website. So, um, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it's available on all the, it will be available on all of the um, online platforms. So you can download it at Bandcamp, Apple Music. Do it on Bandcamp on Bandcamp Friday. Preferably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, that would then be great. 100% of your dollars go to KC here. So. Yes, and it's going to be put to good use to making another record. So There you go. Yeah, look at that. All right, well, thanks so much for doing the podcast. Appreciate it. And I hope everybody loves this record as much as I do because uh it's a great one so june 18th is the big day june 18th, june 18th. 2021 of course yeah you're listening in the very distant future but yeah <laughs> it's out now if that's the case it's been out for years <laughs> yeah, it's been out for so long go listen to the next one it's probably yeah. out yeah. as well by now <laughs> yeah. could be yeah uh well thank thanks so much for doing this we're gonna close things out with what did we say now what did, what did i think we we're gonna do didn't mean it Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean it. So we're going to close the show out with that one. Sorry about that. Um, if you want to give us a little intro to wrap things up, uh, um, the podcast, that song, you can go ahead. And thanks again for thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this um, this is a little atmospheric track, I'd say, about, um, yeah, uh, I hate to say it's also about being indecisive, but (laughs) 
It kind of is, but no, it's uh Queen of the in-between. What can yeah. I say? <laughs> um, no, this is kind of one of my favorites though on the record. Um I love the Chris's keyboard line. And um yeah, this is uh yeah, I don't know. You have to listen to it and see. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. 